Welcome back to Building a Fighter. My name is Dr. Austin Shane, sports chiropractor in Scottsdale, Arizona. With me, as always, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado, Alex Friedman. Dude, you're looking very Denver today. You got that jean jacket on, got the beard going. Love it. Today, we're going to be talking about creating a winning environment from the athlete side, from the coach side, from an entire organizational side. But Alex, let's start it with the athlete. What do you think about when you're thinking about creating a winning environment? Yeah, honestly, I think we brought this up because this is one of the number one things that I see has a really like genuine impact on performance, right? Not just, you know, what exercises, what sets, reps are you doing? It's like, are you in a good, sustainable environment that you want to go to training, that you feel recovered and fulfilled at home, or that you feel um, that you can be consistent and really thrive in, right? Like, that's one of the things I've identified with my athletes. Like, my athletes that have their home life and their mental shit together perform a lot better than a lot of my more unstable or, um, like, stringing it together athletes, yeah. Right. Which I don't think is a mystery, but I think we're going to talk, we're going to talk about how do you curate that around yourself, right? Like what are the key factors you're looking for as an athlete? And like, I mean, you use the term athlete, like as a UFC fighter, as a recreational jujitsu player, as somebody that's recommitting to training somebody, like how do you create that atmosphere around yourself where you're going to actually see gains rather than just work hard for a couple of weeks and then turn it in? Right. Right. Like when I say athlete, it's exactly what you said. It's not just, oh, you're in the UFC. You're trying to get to the belt, right? It's right. you've just started training again and you want to be training as long as possible, as successfully as possible. And maybe you want to go do a competition. You're only a blue belt, right? Yeah. All, you should create a winning environment no matter what. You should have the puzzle pieces in place to be successful no matter what success means to you. Yeah. So I think number one puzzle piece is surround yourself with good people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, specifically in our job, it's like, find a strength and conditioning coach, find a trainer, find a head coach, find somebody that, that you trust to guide you along this journey, right? Like in that, they may be your training period or maybe a piece of your training, but surround yourself with good people that you trust that have bona fide background that give you something to believe in, in the training and aren't just blowing smoke and, and making you another name on their sheet or whatever. It's like, um, for me personally, like if I'm invested in a training program and I know this is going to get me the results or like, or I've won, like I've invested, I paid money to this person to mm -hmm. help me along this. Like if you're not surrounded by good people or you're just trying to do it on your own, um, I've, I've found a lot of times that leads to a lot of inconsistency and it gives you an out, right? Like for me, when I write my own program, it's like, ah, I wrote it. I can change the sets reps. Like I, I you know, Dude, three sets same. isn't, three sets isn't really <laughs> different than four sets. Like it's not that big a deal or it's like, ah, well I was red today. So I should make this modification or, or, or the other thing too is like, it's just a freaking program that I wrote for myself. Like who cares? You know, right. Versus like if Austin wrote me a program where I paid somebody to write me a program or I have some training partners like training partners are some of the most undervalued people in your environment. Right. Invest in good coaches, but invest in and surround yourself with people that you're going through the suck with. Right. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, 
I think I'm just writing you a program. Paying me too, bitch. <laughs> but uh, second of all, when we're talking about building that environment, um, it's not necessarily like Alex was saying, at least to me, like building just a team. That team needs to be accountable, right? It's it's an accountability team, if you will. And that's where I think training yeah. partners, which is the last thing you touched on, are crucial. Training partners can make or break being successful in a strategy. And it's not just training partners in weightlifting, right? It's training partners on the mat. It's finding a good, like that is the biggest part, I think, in an athlete's perspective of building a winning environment is being around the right people, being around the right team, finding who you mesh with and want to be there with, right? Yeah. Because it could be the best team in the world, but if your values, if, if what you enjoy doesn't line up with how that team is organized or how that team is laid out, then you're not going to be successful. That's where you see like athletes go to these superstar coaches and it just doesn't work out, right? It's because it's less about the coaching and it's more about the team and wanting to go every day. Like something I, I strive for. And one of my big goals for warrior sports wellness is I want to, once I have my own big facility, I want to create a place that athletes don't want to leave. Yeah. I want, if you come to warrior sports wellness or in raw reality, like our goal is building a fighter headquarters. If you guys come to the building of fighter headquarters, you shouldn't want to leave. They should be so many different things to make you want to stay that all you want to do is train. And we have to force you out of the gym, right? Mm -hmm. That's a winning environment because you enjoy what you're doing. And I think a gym down in Phoenix has done that really well, which is Exos. When I walked into Exos for the first time, I literally thought, why the fuck would I leave this place? They have a nutrition center. They have a recovery zone. There's a pool there. There's different classrooms. If you have to get work done, like they have like literally shared spaces that athletes can go. Like if they have side jobs, go work on. There's a big weight room. It's a fun environment that athletes want to be at. And when you're talking about, this is, I guess, more on the coaching side or on the ownership side, when you're talking about trying to set your athletes or your gym patrons or whoever up for success, it's all about creating a good environment that builds a good team of people that people want to be around, right? It's in, in my thoughts, it's doing the mixers after class, bringing it, bringing in a keg and having a fun, like having a party, like enjoying doing a Christmas party. I know like there's a gym that I used to work at called Siege MMA that they have a trunk or treat every year that all the kids, all the kids in the program, the parents all park in the parking lot and you go up and down on Halloween and that's how you do your Halloween. It's a family that people want to be around. Yeah. And I think the number one thing for success is building that a culture. Yeah. Culture. And that's like community building, right? One-on-one. -on -one. Like, um, I think, like you said, Exos does it well and they do it their way in their brand. I think the key piece of that is stay true to yourself and to your right. brand, right? Like, um, like I see the same thing at Factory X, but Factory X, like quite honestly, is not a place that's going to have a recovery room, right? It's not right. a place that's like, oh, here's this lobby to do your workspace. It's like, no, Factory X has concrete floors and is a fucking gym, <laughs> you know? But right? the people like, that go there love it. That's them. Right, right. Exactly. Like you're on brand with it and, and you're creating an environment and, uh, and like I said, the key piece of that is the people and the events that you can curate around it. Um, so like it's big to stay on brand and be authentic. Um, we say that a lot, but it's hard to put into action. Right. So those, those ideas are, are crucial to 
making somebody like again i i keep going back to the the idea of like i want to go to training right because the reality of it is not a lot of us have competitions coming up or Mm -hmm. a big pinnacle like fuck i need to go to training because if i don't i won't be prepared for this thing right a lot of times it's a lot more subtle and chronic than that it's like if I don't do this consistently, then I won't be living my life consistently and I won't like what I'm doing. Right. right. Um, so without that immediacy of or the urgency of a contest or competition coming up, why the fuck else would I go to training? And so if you can make your place somewhere people want to be, that's where that's why I like CrossFit caught fire. Right? Dude, you literally just read my mind. I was about to cut you off <laughs> and say and think about CrossFit. But continue. Yeah. No, it's like that's why CrossFit caught fire. It wasn't because like, oh, exercises are hard, blah, blah, blah. It's because we got a community of people and we did that really well. And then also people like to drain themselves, right? So it's like we're going to go through adversity as this collective group. And then quite honestly, like I think there's a lot of merit in. And now since I've went hard and killed myself today, I feel superior to everyone else. Fuck yeah. Right. I think there's a huge merit to that. And like that's and uh, what we've talked about before is like jujitsu starting to have some cultures like that of like, that's why you join a jujitsu gym. And and if you build a community that way, I think you really are on to something and, and creating a sustainable business model. Yep. So step one, it's put the right people around you or it's coaches. Yep. Step two find the right team for you. So that's not necessarily just the coaches. That's the people that you surround yourself with that are on the mat with you. Step three, I think is putting habits in place that you continue to go even when you don't want to, because like we just talked about, you want the coaches want to build an environment you want to go to, right? You, the number one goal, or at least I think it should be of somebody that owns a jujitsu gym or owns like a performance facility is create a place where people don't want to leave. They only want to go there. But no matter what, those hard days, you're going to drag ass and you don't want to go. True. If you truly want to go after, like say you have a goal, if you truly want to go after a goal, that's going to require you doing some things you don't want to do sometimes, unfortunately. But that's how you get to the best things in life is just not doing or doing the things you don't necessarily want to do sometimes, not all the time, but there's hard steps. Yeah. And the best way to make sure that you can overcome those hard steps is building healthy habits and putting habits in place that are going to allow you to be like, fuck it. I got to do this. Yeah. Right. Cause that's how you get to your goals is having those things in your brain. that are like, I got to do this to get where I want to be. Yeah. And I mean, and like, so what are those habits? And I think everything that we've talked about, like encompasses those habits, like one habit that I know works for my, works for my clients is like pay money for your session. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking paid yep. for this. I'm going to commit. I have to be there or else. I just lose money, yep. right? Um, two, good training partners. A good training partner is going to call your ass out if you're not at training when you said you would be at training. And to say that, call your training partners out. There you go. Because if you're not the one willing to keep them accountable, they're not going to keep you accountable. But I yeah. guarantee as soon as you talk shit to them that one time and you don't show up the next time, you're getting a call. Yep. And then that next thing, like – really simple fail safes, like, uh, something that has paid off a hundredfold for me is when I was in my undergrad, I had a a professor, Matt Andre, the, one of the things he said, he's like, 
we were talking about training in college and how like how often you have to go and and be ready to work out and all this shit. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like one thing that he always did that I've stole from him. Like I said, it's paid off a hundred full of is always keep a spare set of workout clothes in your car. Regardless, it saves you in so many different cases. Like I wasn't really planning on working out, but yeah, I feel like getting one in or shit. I forgot my socks with this in my daily preparation. Okay. I got an extra pair in my car because I always have a loaded set of workout clothes, right? Like put those simple little fail safes. Like my training bag has deodorant, um, shower stuff, which I hardly ever take showers throughout the day at, at a gym or whatever, but I always have shower stuff on me. Right. Um, extra workout clothes, wrestling shoes, jump rope, mouthpiece. Yep. Right. Like that bag lives in my car. Right. A good fail safe that I use is nutrition, right? My sure. biggest thing is sometimes I just forget to eat and sure. I'm not ready to go. And Christina's going to love this. So this <laughs> one's for you, Christina. Um, I always have snacks in every single one of my workout bags. I have three different workout bags, including my backpack I take daily. Every single backpack I have has something that's going to give me quick energy to allow me to accomplish my goal, right? I know that my number one thing personally is if I feel tired or if I feel fatigued or if I feel like hungry, I'm not going to go work out. That's it, right? What? That That's how you reverse engineer this. You think of exactly. all those bitchy little excuses yep. that you're going to tell yourself, I can't work out because I don't have a extra pair of socks. Exactly. I can't work out because I haven't eaten in four hours, right? How can you fail safe those? Exactly. And that, and that's what it comes down to. It's knowing what excuses you go to and making sure you have fail safes for those excuses. Like for me, my big three are, I, I always forget to eat just cause I get busy. And right. at the end of the day, when I haven't eaten anything, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to work out now. And so I just don't work out. But if I have a snack available, if I have like in our fridge at work, I always have an extra meal available. I have, or like in the freezer, I'll always have some sort of frozen option that I can pop into our, what, whatever, a microwave and or toaster Mm -hmm. oven. I have those available. My second one is I don't want to smell at work. That's a big fear of mine. So I'm just like, well, I can't do a midday workout because I'm I'm just, I'm going to smell the rest of the day. It's going to suck. I need to be able to shower. Well, at our new Mm -hmm. facility, luck enough the employees have a shower available. So now I have soap, shampoo, deodorant, and a towel in my office at all points in time. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's number two. (laughs) And then the third thing is exactly what Alex said. I have the same fucking excuse is if I program my own workout, I'm going to probably do half of it. And that I feel like a bitch saying that, but it's true because I'm like, I'm the only one that invested anything into this. And it took me 15 minutes to write up this workout. Maybe probably less, probably five. Like, oh, it's okay if I skip that rep. Like, that's fine. I don't need to be that uncomfortable. But if Mm -hmm. I have somebody else do that, like there's workouts on the board in our facility now where like I'll see one of the other, like Frankie, who's a PT in the office, he'll have a workout that he'll do. I'll just see, I'm like, oh, what did he just fucking do? And then I'll do that and be like, oh, I can't let him beat me. I can't, yeah. let, I can't let him do that. <laughs> so, and so no matter what, cause Frankie's yeah, yeah. a fucking gorilla. So I'm not going to beat him weight wise, but I can do the same thing and I can push myself. So yeah. having those three fail safes of, I know I have a snack. I know I have my shower stuff that I can always shower so that I don't smell and having something to compete against so that I'm not just going to drop sets and reps. If I write it up myself, those three things have allowed me to be way more successful in the recent history. 
For sure. And I think you're hitting on something really actually key in that last bullet point, like making it a competition, making it somebody else's uh, workout. You have to do stuff that like stimulates you, right? Like, like if we're like honest, right? People will put in work for work's sakes or like, I have to do this thing because it aligns with my goal. Like, even though I don't want to, we have a limited capacity for that as human beings. Right. And like, and again, like I was saying earlier, if I don't have a a competition or or a goal that I'm working towards that has immediate feedback or immediate date, I'm less likely to endure that those vegetables that I have to do. Right. Like, cause Mm -hmm. if, if you have a, a workout that's like sets and reps, like let's say you hate doing volume, right? You're a power lifter. You want to lift heavy and that that's what excites you, but you know, you're in a volume block and this and that. If there's no reward to that in the long run, it's like eating your vegetables. Why, why the fuck would I eat the vegetables? I'm not even going to cook the vegetables, right? I'm not even going to work out, right? But if you're doing stuff that excites you or you mix in a little bit of stuff that excites you, all right? Maybe well, I'm going to work up to a heavy single for my warm-up and that'll be really fun. And then I can tolerate the vegetables on my back offsets, right? Or like um, one that I've been going back and back to the well for. Um, and I know it's kind of erroneous, but like arm farm, gun show, like yeah. bodybuilding training. Like I know that shit is relatively worthless, but it makes me feel really good at the end of the workout and it's going to get me to work out at all. So it's like, it's a confidence boost and an accountability piece or like, um, some people love fucking sprinting, right? Go mm-hmm. do your track workout, go get that shit in and, and do something that stimulates you mentally and makes you want to do the workout and then more often than not you're going to eat the vegetables right like if i if i put a giant ass salad in front of you you're not going to be excited to eat that you probably want to pass on that meal i won't but but if i give you a steak and then put some broccoli on the side you're gonna eat steak and you're probably gonna go eat the broccoli because it's on the plate i mean you're an exceptional austin but in in overall terms I think yeah. that's that's a lot of how working out works, right? It's like, well, if you throw the butter on top of it, I'm in. Sure, like we're gonna let's let's dress this shit up for our athletes too. What's gonna get them to enjoy the workout, right? Let's think about MMA fighters, right? Like <laughs> one thing I, I picked up on: every MMA fighter, every person that's remotely aware of mixed martial arts or any combat sports, loves to fucking shadow box. Hundred percent. For no reason, yep. like well, they'll just stand in the corner and they're throwing hands because, and I catch myself <laughs> doing it too. It's like I don't know, it's something to like take away the nervous energy or spend time at or whatever. Like, yeah, put shadow boxing in their workout. Put something that mm-hmm. makes recovery. them feel dynamic and active and like they're in their fucking zone. Right? There's nothing that feels better than like this is my space and I'm owning it. Right? So give your athletes the the permission and the space to do that in their workout. And then I promise you the vegetables will happen. Yep. Dude, I found that with football players. Like I, I used to refuse to write up arm farm workouts. So I'm like, I know you guys are doing that on your own. Like, don't fucking lie to me. Mm -hmm. They are so much more engaged. If I have arm farm twice a week (laughs) in the workouts, like it almost makes all the dumb, like positional bullshit. I make them do that. They're not good at, or like, volume because anything over three reps for an NFL player is fucking volume. Yep. <laughs> um, it makes it all worth it because they, they're like every single one of them want to look good in that fucking Jersey. 
Yeah. Every single one of them want to look like they're fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, even though we know there's not a whole bunch of you uti- I mean, there is utility, but not a whole bunch of utility to just doing straight fucking bicep work. It makes you look shredded. So implementing that look good, feel good, play good. I'll just throw it in there and, and that'll just be a little extra volume on those days, but that makes them so much more engaged for the four day program yeah. that they're doing. Yeah. So no, I think that like, if we're going to run down the list, right, it's like surround yourself with the right people. Um, what was the second topic that we hit? Um, uh, it was surround yourself with the right community, people. Build create a community. community. Yep. Um, hold yourself accountable or find habits that make yep. you accountable. Fail safe. Yep. And then find something that excites you is kind of our, our fourth right there. The, the fifth one that I want to hit on is more of like the auxiliary stuff. Um, but I think in, in a, a term, it's what we relied on a lot through our wrestling season is called lean in, like yep. the ability to lean in, right? So in our wrestling team, the way we used it was like, you feel good doing that, the workout or whatever, lean into another couple reps, another couple sets. Like you feel good hitting a move, lean into that, explore it and find it, right? So if we're setting up all these habits and we're creating this entire a best environment to work out, lean into that and then give yourself the space to explore it, right? Okay, maybe I'm going to make a smoothie instead of eat McDonald's on the way to work, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I'm going to, how, maybe I should, I should take that creatine supplement. I should try it before I go work out. Like that's some shit that excites me, right? Like I know I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to take this pre-workout. I'm going to get jacked up and then I'll have a great lift. Like that's some shit that like helps me engage in my routine. So like lean into some of those ancillary things around your workouts, right? Or like, yeah, I'm going to fucking buy some new workout shoes because I like going hard and this is going to make me feel good going into it or Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, that I think, helps in a small uh the short-sighted motivation piece of it but that short-sighted motivation piece serves a purpose right like i think um a lot of times i know i personally have like shit on motivation right because motivation is temporary right? right um discipline carries you over the long term but like if you don't have any of the motivation in the short term you're not going to get to the discipline end in the long term so sometimes those little nuggets of motivation of I got the new shoes I have look at this cool fucking cutoff I just made look at you know this these stickers on my water bottle look at all, all the little ancillary things help you nudge yourself nudge yourself nudge yourself over the edge to where you're more consistent now right it's like the age-old cliche that the small stuff can make a big difference right sure all of that is literally just small change but mm-hmm. I know personally, like you said, if I like I just I just had a little personal shopping spree at Lulu, right? I found yeah. a fuck ton of gift cards in my bedside table, <laughs> got dope shit. I am so much more excited to go to like to go to work and work out in my nice new Lulu shit than I was yeah, in my yeah. ratty old wrestling t-shirts. Like I'm like, oh, I got this tapered shirt. I look fucking good. I'm gonna go hit a good workout today. Mm-hmm. It made me feel good and it made me do more work. And if that's all it takes, if, if a new shirt is all it takes or new shoes is all it takes to go get a workout in, that might be worth it because yeah. while it's a really small thing and it's not going to have any impact on the weight you can lift, well, I mean, it might have a little, but it's not 
in theory going to have any impact on your overall physical skills, it's going to make you feel like you should go do something. And if you put that work in, guess what? If we follow the said principle, it's going to make you stronger. It's going to get you closer to your goals because you're getting one more workout in that is going to push you closer to what you're trying to do. So don't be like, if you have the means, don't be afraid Buy like, make sure it's USADA approved, but like buy that supplement that you've been looking at. As long as it's uh, able, if you're in a testing pool, that it's good for the testing pool and just see, maybe that'll get you to work out for another two weeks. Try it. Right. Give yourself goals. Like we actually, we just did a business meeting before this, but we talked about like a carrot dangling at the end. Yeah. Right. Maybe like you say, oh, I'm going to put in like the little things, right? If I work out three times a week for a month, I'm going to go take myself and get myself new workout clothes. And maybe that's what you need to do. Give yourself a little cult goal to look forward to, not necessarily do it on the front end, but the back end. That's another really good way to make the little things matter. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's all about creating that momentum, right? Like, like the short ended motivation of I have a new Lulu shirt that I want to go work out in is one getting you to the workout today. Right. And that's yep. net positive, right? Two, the more you get to the workout today, the more involved and the more interested you're going to be. Okay. Now I could bench that eight times instead of six times. And Oh shit. I wonder, I wonder what I could do on my bench press technique that would make me better. Maybe I'll watch a couple YouTube videos. Okay. Now I'm in this shit. Now my next workout, I'm not buying a new shirt and excited. I'm excited about that tip I learned on YouTube to try on the bench press now. Right. Right. And now I really care. Right. And that, yeah. And now we're building and building and building. Now I'm more into it, more into it, more into it. And then six months later I reflect, fuck, I've made a 20 pound jump on my bench press. I want to do that again. And then you're back in again. And it's like those, those small nuggets, like I said, of motivation lead to the snowball rolling down the hill and getting bigger and getting bigger and getting bigger and getting bigger. So, um, utilize a lot of that momentum, which I think is, is kind of our last point here is like, it's a lot easier to continue on, continue rolling down the hill, right? than it is to pack and create the snowball in the first place. I would say that momentum is a part of lean in because I can't give people six tips. There has to be five. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, it's just easier. Sure, Sure. 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 Momentum is a part of leaning in. And this is why, right? If you do a little thing, exactly what Alex said, you buy the shoe and then you're looking and then you're like, Oh, I want to put two more reps or you did put two more reps on. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I can look at watch that YouTube video. Maybe you put another rep on top of that. So this is just making the snowball bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And then you're like, oh, what accessory workouts can I do? So maybe you add start adding in different movements. And then you're like, so that's another big snowball. And then you're like, oh, maybe this is something I want to invest more of my time into because I'm starting to become good at it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing about momentum is that switch from I suck or this doesn't matter to I get validation because I'm good at this. At least for me, when I develop momentum, it has to come from, I know it's going to suck for a little bit, but as soon as I feel good or I feel accomplished or I accomplish one goal, that's why I really like that dangling the carrot analogy. That's what builds my momentum. Once I go after that first thing, it's just literally, it goes from, uh, if you see a J curve, like a J curve graph, it goes from just that flat, 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 just a little bit of increase to, I got my first carrot and that first carrot gives me the interest or the insight to where I go straight up into that J curve. 
where I just like, oh, fuck, I'm in. And that's my set off moment to where I get obsessed. And I think yeah. that's part of a way to make a winning culture or build a winning environment is to become obsessed with what you're doing, obviously in a healthy way. But um, the only yeah. way to get to obsession for me, sorry, the last point right. is, is getting that first carrot. Exactly. And, and to say it another way, that's where it stops being something that you do and it becomes part of your identity. Bingo. Right? It's like, it's like, ah, yeah, I go lift weight sometimes. It's like, all right, no, I train and live a healthy lifestyle. Right? right. Those are two completely different statements. Right. Like, so that's why, like I have a bow sitting in my fucking, my actually in this room right now, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a nice ass new bear bow that I haven't even got set for me yet because I know the first time I go after that carrot or as soon as I set it, I'm going to start training for it. And as soon as I get that first carrot, which to me is just going to be putting all grouping at like 50 yards, then I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm in, Mm -hmm. I'm in. And all I'm going to want to do because I get, I get obsessed about shit easy. All I'm going to want to do is to prepare for like a hunt or go on like a bow hunt or something like that. That's why I haven't even strung my, but I haven't even got it set to my, my drawback yet because I know it's going to be a quick obsession. Oh yeah. So you got to kind of know that, but exactly. Alex is right. Like you is, you got to make it about your identity. And as soon as you make it like, like you said, I'm a healthy person or like for me, like with that, like I do want to be, I want to be someone that can provide for my family. I want to be able to say, I, I was able to shoot and kill and I harvested that meat. That's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and it's something that I, I've, I've really looked at, but I know as soon as I do it, that's going to be a part of my identity and I'm going to have to do it. It's about making yourself feel like you have to do things in a positive way. There you go. There you go. And I think that's our, our five. We have to round it out, right? Our five tips on how to create a winning environment in your training, like period. Um, so surround yourself with good people. Number one, build community, find a culture. That's number two. Um, what did we talk about? Number three? I can't remember. <laughs> you're, yeah, really crushing you're really crushing this one. Oh, yeah, uh, no. building environment. Yeah. So with building environment, we have number one, accountability surround- habits. Yeah. Hold on. I was getting there. I was going right, to run through right. it. All right. Fine. You get them. <laughs> Smooth, smooth. That's what y'all come here to listen to this podcast. Exactly. This was great until this point. Anyways, (laughs) good people. After you have good people, we have um, building a community. After you have building community, we have accountability and habit building. After we have that, oh, God damn it. No, I forgot. Find some stimulation. Yeah, make the small things matter. And number five, lean in and build some momentum. There you go. So we have. Yeah. If you can accomplish those five things, which are more challenging probably than we make them sound, then you're going to be on the road to some good uh, training and results. Yeah, no, I agree. But for building a fighter, if you guys got to get in touch with us, all of our information is in the show notes. If you guys want some like meaningful steps outside of this podcast, send us an Instagram message or an email. We're always happy to help because this is something we're passionate about. We have strength and conditioning programs available at buildingafighter.com. That's going to be custom programs, preset programs, and monthly membership options to go after your goals. So all of those are going to be available at buildingafighter.com. This is Dr. Austin Shane. Alex Friedman. And we are out.